And we're back. Welcome to episode two of the Dump and Change podcast, presented by Odd Man Rush Brewing, coming to you from Odd Man Rush Studios, deep in Igorota Valley. Uh, I'm your host, uh, Reed McDonald. To my right, the lovely co-host, Walter Jr., I might say, Jr. Uh, Eunice, how you doing, Walter? I'm, I'm doing good, hoping to limit the tomfoolery this episode. Yes, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, across this table from me, the uh, the big ginge, our chief engineer and producer. How you doing, bud? Uh, pretty good. Pretty nice good. Nice push. And uh, to my left, the always reputable Mr. Steve Glides. The beer fridge is full. The mics are on. I, I think we got a good episode for you, boys. We're feeling good. We're feeling good. Uh, I think episode one went uh, went just swimmingly, if I may say so myself. Um, and yeah, so we, uh, this is our, our second uh, epi here, and uh, we want kind of want to continue our conversation. We started kind of the foundation, uh, if you will, um, kind of give you a back, uh, background of, of, of who we are and, and what we're going to do here. But uh, we want to talk a little bit more now, kind of a history of, uh, of hockey in our area. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, kind of the, the youth push. Um, so back in, uh, this is in the 60s, um, hockey was relatively new, I would say, in, in Anchorage area, of which we are part of. Um, and Eagle River was kind of in line with that in, in terms of, um, of, of, of not a lot of knowledgeable coaches out there. Um, and at that time... Uh, interesting enough, uh, the way my dad got up here, he was a teacher and Alaska was growing so much with the pipeline that they were actually recruiting teachers to come to Alaska. They would have recruiting trips where, Hey, come out to UMD. And then my dad and mom went there and they're like, uh, yeah. And my dad's like, I'm going, um, <laughs> and dragged my, my mom up to Alaska. So they were, they were taking these guys from Minnesota. So a lot of those Minnesota guys obviously played hockey because hockey is huge in Minnesota. Um, so with that, getting into the 60s, now we're getting into the 70s, pipelines cruising. Um, it's just kind of starting. I mean, hockey, organized hockey, I want to say, is just kind of starting in, in Anchorage. So um, we looked it up. Um, Anchorage Hockey Association started in 1961. Um, and I can tell you that uh, um, back in the 60s, I was born in 68, so I don't remember much, but um, back when I played youth hockey, um, for AHA was the first one I played for in 1972. There were two might teams, or what you want to call, you call it 6U now? Six, it was 6U, 8U, 6U. Yeah, yeah, 6U, Adam. There was there was two teams. Might. You had East and West. I was on the East side. East side. On the red, red team. Uh, the red the, team? That was the red team. team. <laughs> we, were, we were red and they were blue. Red nice. Red. Um, so two teams at the might level. So that's how, that's how many kids were playing hockey. And then from that point – kind of moving forward, getting guys like Dempsey Anderson involved. And Dempsey was is instrumental in, in starting AHA. And then my dad comes along. Um, they started doing, in the early 70s, there was no hockey camps in Alaska. Like, no one came to do a hockey camp in Alaska. It was nothing in the summer. It was whatever you got during the, the year. And uh, Dempsey Anderson, uh, my dad, uh, Harry McDonald, for those of you who don't know him, Coach Mack, Refer to him as Coach Mac, probably from here on out. Um, uh, Peter Haig, Brush Christensen started uh, a, a hockey school called uh, the Skills Clinic with a K. And <laughs> I don't remember Clever. why it was with a K. It was with a K because 
uh, I remember as a kid saying, oh, that's the way the Canadians spelled it. Yeah. And I'm like. True. True. Oh, correct. Okay. Is it? That's is correct. It? Yeah. It could be. Uh, they spell center different too. And, um, and defense. And, and differently. defense. Right. Yeah. So it, the, Dempsey was actually, if you guys know this, but Dempsey Anderson was Canadian. So um, when he came up here, so that, they had the skills clinic. So that was the only hockey camp for a long time until um, a great day for hockey. Badger Bob came up here and did a hockey camp. Um, and my dad would still do his, but, uh, so I met at that time, I met like Red Berenson and, uh, uh, Berglund and all these guys that were with USA hockey went on to have all these awesome jobs. I mean, Red Berenson with university of Michigan, he's a legend. So, and a former NHL player at that time coming up to Alaska to do a camp was a big, big deal. So, so yeah, that's kind of, kind of where like, so at that time, if you're speaking with, uh, uh, speaking to how much hockey is in Eagle River, not much. <laughs> I mean, we're talking um, AJ starts to have teams, and we're trying to figure this out. We don't know this, and you can fact check us, but um, and and uh, correct us if we're wrong. But uh, I don't think that there was any really youth hockey organized until I'm gonna say late '60s, early '70s in in Eagle River, and it started with AHA reaching out and having. Uh, you know, house teams. So, like I said, back when I there was two might teams, uh, that's in 72. You get to, like, 77, 76. Um, we were trying out for a comp team. There's two comp teams in Anchorage, and it's under AHA. It's, it's uh, you're, you either played Squirt A. Let's say we're Squirt. Squirt A, you didn't make the Squirt A team. Well, you played Squirt, or you tried out for the Squirt B team. Didn't make Squirt Bs. Guess what? You played house, and you didn't play house – you played house or rec hockey within your geographical location, kind of tied to the high school. So Chugiak was out here. So your house team out here had kind of Chugiak colors. And the nice thing about that and, and so on, service was on the hillside and they had green jerseys of their house team. So, um, yeah, you had an A and a B team. The rest played house. The squirts would always play. Squirt A team would always play up in the Peewees, and the Peewee A team would play up with the Bantam House League for games. So that's who you played. But um, uh, slowly, um, Boys Club, not Boys and Girls Club, back then it was the Boys Club, starts to come out to, to Eagle River. So I, I think I played AHA. I played both AHA and Boys Club until I just started to play comp. And in town, there was no there was no Mustang Hockey Association at this time. In, in Eagle River. Um, but it, interesting to note, in today's day and age, in, in the Anchorage area, which we are, there's, and Walt, you can correct me, but seven comp organizations? Yeah. Not, not the, including not including Wasilla. And, and oh, yeah, that's just Anchorage Bowl. Just think of the seven yeah. comp teams. So there's seven. Anchorage North Stars, Alaska All-Stars, South Central, Alaska Blue Devils. Oilers. Uh, Alaska Oilers, South Anchorage Hockey Club. That's six. That might be it. Yeah. So that just goes to show. I mean, I, I think we can get into that, but there's way too many associations as far as comp associations. Well, yeah, there's – well, then on top of that, there's the Junior Avalanche, um, the Matsu Eagles, and the Valley Thunder. Does Palmer have any? And the Palmer Pioneers. Yeah. And they have agreed to merge their comp programs into one, and they've found success by doing so. 
uh, with the Valley Thunder. And then Fairbanks is a complete disaster. Uh, HCF versus the Grizzlies. Right. The Faha mm-hmm. uh, group, and they, they can't get along at all. Yeah. And then Kenai has the, the Ice Hawks. Ice Hawks, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Well, in, interesting enough, though, you look back, again, Stone Ages, as Kenny likes to call me, the old guy. <laughs> Dinosaurs, <here>. yeah. <laughs> I'm 50, 51. Um, um, the nice thing about the old way was that you – if you didn't make a comp team, you you'd say you played house, you played with your buddies. That yeah. eventually that group would come back to play high school, and then those kids that went on to play comp came back and yeah. you played high school. That's a that's a huge thing to keep for, kids for your together. Community. Yeah, keep kids together, and they they grow up playing, and yeah, the comp kids come back, and that's why high school was so special back in those days. Because you know, hopefully it still is, but I think more so back in those days that yeah, you, it was. You never. It wasn't jump. I'm going to go play here, and I didn't make that team. I'm going to go over here, and I'm going to go over here. Or Dad's going to start an association. Whatever, whatever the whole joke is. You know, it's it's the same thing. So yeah, you just went and played on right. the team that you played on, right. and and it like you said, it all comes full circle, and you guys all get back together down the road. Yeah. It's one season. It's yeah. the way it goes. But like, I mean, we'll get into it more later. I know we're kind of brushing the surface here, but. You know, for people that are, laughed at the joke about my dad will go start his own association, that's really not a joke. <laughs> it's that, happened. It's happened before. It's anyway, happened. sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, but um, I think one thing that's lost in that whole thing too is that let's say you're a player, you try for the A team, you get cut. You try for the B team, you get cut. You go play house. It wasn't well. I'm going to go over and play for this association so I can play a comp. It's you put a little chip on your shoulder, and the next time you come to tryouts next year, you go, hey, listen, dude. You know, you cut me, f you. I, I'm now I'm I'm back, and you know, that's a lesson I think uh, <laughs> millennials need to revisit. You know, it's like you know, work hard and and improve me wrong. And I've I've as a coach, the hardest part about coaching, and you guys can agree or disagree, is that just making that team and and making that final list and and cutting a kid and they you know obviously every kid wants to make it and you got the trail of tears. But I told every one of those kids I ever cut, it's like you. Come back to me next year, and you know you prove me wrong. Yeah, and I will, I will eat it. I will yeah. say, yeah, you were right. You shouldn't have cut. Like, don't you shouldn't have cut me, coach. And I'll say, you know, you're right. And I've, I've had it happen where guys have come back and made the team and worked their ass off. And I don't, I don't think it happens as enough as it it should or or did in the old days. But um, that's something that always stuck with me. Like, you don't have to, you know, play comp for the sake of playing comp. There's nothing wrong with playing house getting the puck in your stick in every situation getting better and again proving the guy wrong absolutely that's what it's about so i don't know different day and age guys different day and age um so back to kind of the history so um yeah uh we found out the first west anchorage had the first high school team in 1958 um that's even before my time i like that and they were not west at that point, no. No, just Anchorage. Anchorage. Anchorage, yeah. Um, so, if you get back to Eagle River, when did Eagle River kind of start? Again, Boys Club had teams out here. AHA had teams out here. Um, and at that time, no indoor ice in Eagle River. Um, was there any outside ice then? Outside ice? Well, I was, that's my next thing. Thank you. Nice segue. Nice segue. Oh, yeah. Um, so at, at this time, when I was growing up playing hockey, um, there was very little indoor ice. All the practices, especially in Eagle River, all the practices are outside. All your games are outside. Mine too, youth hockey. Steve, yours. Yeah, yeah always, always, always outside. Yeah, so I still to this day, um, 
if I come by and it's got to be about 20 degrees is perfect. 20 degrees to me is perfect hockey temperature. Um, if I smell um, car exhaust and a faint, faint cigarette smell, not the, just the faint cigarette, like a cigarette, just a faint cigarette. It reminds me, it takes me back to, to playing outside. So my dad smoked <laughs> and I'd always, I would always smell that, just that little hint of tobacco and then the car exhaust and cold weather. Car exhaust it, and marble. It all comes back. Nothing so, better. So you're, you're, we're skating outside and if you're on a comp team, you, you're going into Anchorage and practicing at 530 on a Saturday. That, that was basically at Bokey. Um, and we'll get into the indoor ice before. So, yeah, no indoor ice. So we're, we're coming up into through the 70s, same. Uh, just, you know, high school, I can say I graduated in 87. We practiced outside. You practiced two weeks inside for tryouts. Um, mine was at the MAC Center, and then when it first opened. Then after that, your practices were outside. Huh. At every rink, every – and here's the beauty of it. Uh, the school district, every uh, – uh, High school, school had yeah. two rinks maintained by a crew of ASD maintenance. That's all they did was maintain. Yeah, which daily. they don't daily. do anymore. No. Then you had every grade school and every middle school had a rink. Yep. Again, all maintained, maybe not daily, but mo- like the high school rinks were maintained daily. Ours was mopped, hot mopped daily. It was pristine back when we had real winners. Like we had ju- we had junior eye hockey when I was in junior yep, high. Junior high hockey. Ray, Ray Watkins was the coach. Yeah. And... Uh, the rink at Greening Junior High School was mopped daily. It was almost Bill daily. Bill O'Thuse was a coach for uh, Greening. Was was Bill O'Thuse, Bill O'Thuse a coach? Bill O'Thuse was a coach. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Our coach was Ray Watkins. Yeah. And, and, then, uh, and then Todd Christensen. Yeah. Todd Christensen. He had, a pur- <laughs> he had a purple S10. The penguin. Yeah, he had a purple S10. Oh, my God. Custom painted, purple. <laughs> of course. It's a penguin. So, so with this... Um, the school district has a, a, basically a fleet of maintenance guys just to come out and do rinks. It, it, it's awesome. I mean, yeah, it, God forbid. Oh, God. Uh, it, it, today, if you had that, it'd be unbelievable. But at some point, you get to, um, uh, well, indoor ice comes about. And what happened there was indoor ice becomes cheap. It was cheap enough back in the day that it offset the cost of having the maintenance crew. So they're like, screw the maintenance crew. We're, we're just buying indoor ice. Yeah. Now it's probably a different story. It'd probably be cheaper to do it outside. But, yeah. Um, so that we're about nineteen. But no one. The the problem with the outside is now nobody maintains the outside ice. No. The last year I coached the Chugach Junior Varsity team, the portable for the maintenance crew was the portable closest to the outdoor rink. Right. You have to basically go in there and sweet talk these guys into like plowing the rink. No, no, not even a hot mop. Just plow it. Right. But when I was there in the early nineties shoveling the rink was part of the practice you had pushers with the push shovels and then you had the guys at the walls with the scoopers and they scooped it over the edge and the way coach losher would do it and to this day i think that the rink at chugak high school should be the ed losher oh totally. i think it'd be great totally. but you would have to shovel over the edges and and coach Loesch gave you like hey 15 minutes boys this rink needs to be clear we got practice yeah and it was it was a rite of passage to go out there and shovel the rink at Chugiak High School, and now you can't get a guy to plow the snow off it, much less flood it. It's never flooded. No, no. So, uh, yeah. Well, Pete takes care of uh, Pete Mac takes care of uh, Golden View, uh, Alpenglow, 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 yeah. real well. But yeah, um, and you guys, you may or may I don't know this dates you. I know Kenny won't because he's too young. But um, how old are, how old are you, Kenny? Uh, Thirty one. <sighs> young pup. So back between those two rinks, there was the original, the original 
hockey warm-up shack. And it's basically a, a sloped shed roof. Shed, uh, it's like a two-by-four construction, not insulated. Burlap door, a 55-gallon drum stove turned into a, a wood stove. Um, and I remember playing games there at like 10 below, 15 below, and colder. And At Chugiak High School? At Chugiak High School. Yeah. Coming off, and my feet were so cold, leather skates, yeah. leather oh, yeah. bottom skates, taking them off. And putting them by the fire, and then crying when those things started to thaw Warm out. Up. And my dad would have my dad had a big puffy coat. He'd put one under each armpit and just get him in there. And you're just like, you know, you know how it is. It's itchy yeah. and stuff. But yeah. um, you know, guys like Skip Vrem, guys would just Vrems. bring wood. Yeah. And and I used to uh, I used to drive my snow machine from my house up in Upper Fire Lake on a Saturday to the rink. And I was there all day. Yeah, I had a I had a lunch, and who and it's the old chinny. It's like whoever showed up showed up. Old guys, young guys. Uh, one day I broke freaking uh, Ray Re- Coach Ricky's nose. <laughs> That's a bad deal, but um, you but probably no, you, deserved you, it. You stayed there. I did. Um, you stayed there all day and played, and then I, I remember going start to, my snow machine up and go home. I remember growing up in Eaglewood, uh, up above. Well, do you remember? Were you ever familiar with that area? I remember when Eagle. I used to snow machine in Eagle. Wood. Okay, do you, okay. So there. you remember before the Walmart, there was a Seven Eleven on the yeah. corner. Yeah. Okay, so same thing. Like you come down in the summer on your bike, you get a slushy or whatever. So, but Greening's rink was always maintained. So same thing. Your mom and dad dropped you off at Greening, and you're just there until they pick you up. If you're there by yourself, you're there by yourself. If you're there with high school guys, you're there with high school guys. I remember being there with uh, my sister graduated '89 from Chugiak. And the football guys, uh, Pat Dougal and Kevin King, would always they always wanted to be hockey players. So they'd be out there playing hockey, and it was cool to be out there with a 10-year-old that could skate because they couldn't. And so just all day, same thing, just stay out there all day and get home and take off your skates, and then your feet start warming up, and then they start hurting because they're getting warm now. They're not cold. And I, I kids today, uh, they'll never know because they don't they – don't, my first couple years back in the association, I tried to get outside ice um, when I could – but then that became a thing too because if I get outside ice, then then Reed's team needs to have a chance to get ice outside ice, and Kenny's team needs to get a chance. To, so then there's a schedule, and then if you don't show up on the schedule, and so it turned into a big thing. And now you just go to the MAC, you spend whatever you spend per hour, yeah. and you give a bill to the parents. I mean, that's what it yeah. is. The, the outside rinks are just falling apart and going away. Yeah, no, that's and, too bad. And when my boys started playing, when Sutton started playing, and Karanik and Hammer and Beckett and all those guys, Canterbury, um, again, they'd only give the small guys ice on the weekends. You got two to three on Saturday, Sunday, which yeah. again, every weekend's tied up with hockey. But um, so I, we need more ice. So I would pay Eric Thompson when he had the freaking Zam, yep. the white Zam, and the the Ice Man. Um, doesn't do it anymore, but, uh, I would pay him to do Ravenwood and we would go out there and I'd practice outside once a week And those kids. And we had our, and I was, I was adamant every, and those kids are small. Every pitcher we'd go outside. Yeah. Pitchers are outside. I'm not doing pictures with a freaking stupid backdrop. Oh, I'll have to bring you a picture from a uh, high school coach, coach, uh, Bronis would do outside pitchers. <clears throat> I have I have a couple. Oh, I don't have any here, but I we we used to do that when I was really young. Yeah. In fact, I got a picture at home. I can't remember. If it was, I think it was Squirts. We had a practice. We we used to split practices, you know, outside half your half were outside, half were yeah. inside. So, uh, it was like you know, of course, negative twenty something degrees one day, and we're out there practicing. And I always used to like staying after, and you'd play shinny. You were talking about 
come back my ears real swollen while I had frostbit <laughs> my ear. And we had team pictures the following weekend. Perfect. So I got a picture. Let's see if I can find it. It's uh, it's of me. Oh, it was when I was a mite, actually. Excuse me. And uh, I'm doing the old slap shot pose right in front of the net. And I got this ear that looks like an elephant ear coming off the side. And it's just completely red and swollen and greasy. It's disgusting. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. So, um, so the, yeah, the outdoor ice is something that uh, unfortunately is not uh, not as much of a part of the game as it used to be. And again, you learn a lot without a coach there yelling at you without your mom and dad telling you what to do. And you just be a kid and learn and you learn off of other kids. The bigger kids you're like, Oh shit, how'd that guy do that move? That's cool. And yeah. And when you get hurt, you realize that you're awesome. not really hurt. You just get up that your mom's not there to, right. you know, wipe your nose. Yeah. You can lay there and cry. Because we're not going to help you, or you can get them, yeah. keep playing. So get and, up. And there were disputes, and yeah, you, and you guys, absolutely, kids would fight, and that's, that's they figure it out, and you totally. keep playing, man. I mean, I, do kids do that anymore? I hope they do. And we should, I mean, you know, and we should delve at some point. Obviously, not tonight into that topic more because I think a lot of that has to do with the there's there's no ice at the rinks. There's no one taking care of the like who's supposed to, right? You, you know, like you said before, the rinks were provided by the municipality mm-hmm. for the general public to use. And it's not anymore. So, like, what bush do you have to shake to say, hey, how about you guys maintain one rink in Eagle River? One rink in Chugiak. You don't need to have Chugiak High School and Muir Lake both. But, for instance, the the uh, Fire Lake Elementary right by the Mac Center, they had a fantastic outdoor rink. rink out. And if you pull up there now, you can see right where it was because there's a nice big water spigot sticking up there. And there's rink lights right where there used to be mm-hmm. a rink right in the middle of it. And it was a fantastic rink. Yeah. In high school, I used to go down all the time. It was right next to my house. I used to go down yeah. there and throw a bucket of pucks out and yeah. go for it. But yeah, um, yeah. So, so that outdoor ice. So anyway, we we get to the point um, in the early '80s where, um, oops, sorry about that. Um, where our community uh, decides to, you know, we're sick of driving into Anchorage and 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 we need some our own indoor ice sheet. So uh, again, guys like Ray Riki, uh, Sam Cotton. Um, uh, my my dad, Coach Mac, all get together and really push to get an indoor facility built, um, which is well, it was the Fire Lake Rec Center when it opened um, in 1984. And at that point, that's kind of the start of Mustang hockey. They form in '83 because they in preparation for this facility being opened up. And and uh, I think Walt, you can talk yeah, a little no, bit you about, nailed it. About you nailed that. everything. Uh, First teams for MHA were in everything. Uh, first team, first teams for MHA. There was they had three teams at the state tournament in eighty three, eighty four, um, and their first full season was eighty four, eighty five. The part about that eighty four, eighty five season that kind of surprises me is they had two hundred and thirty five kids registered for the for the season. It's a lot for the eighties. That's a lot for now, to yeah. be honest with you. With six associations, that's a lot for now. Uh, that's impressive numbers. Um. After that, uh, MHA did what they. I mean, they continued to grow and evolve. Uh, the the Fire Lake. Well, first we should say, if anybody knows what group of people or person spearheaded, or I mean, we've reached out to people that we would assume would know, um, and everybody 
all kind of act surprised like hey they're everybody's kind of embarrassed that they don't know like oh, i don't know um we have a lot of names out there such as chuck landers, chuck landers. And, and, and some other ones that but if you know if you could email kenny and just let him know who was the was the driving force behind mustang hockey association starting anywhere that would be fantastic that email by the way is kenny at dncpod.com yeah and so we would i mean we're learning just like everybody else and and uh, uh we reached out to to multiple people and they all were a little you know sheepish about boy i don't know who did everybody knows it timed with the opening of the max center um which was fire lake rec center uh I would like to talk more about the Max Center. I don't. I mean, I hate to take it out of your court here, but I would like to talk more about Fire Lake Rec Center, how it became the Max Center, yeah, and and what what makes it different from these other places that we go with trash bags on the urinals. <laughs> it's the same trash bag that's been on the urinals yeah. since I was in high school. Yeah, you know. So what sets our what makes our barn our rink better than everybody else's? And I'm just going to say it because it is, and uh, and talk a little bit about the name change yeah so um you know the the uh the max center was opened its doors june 29th in 1984 and uh it'd been something i remember driving up there in my dad's uh beat up uh toyota freaking uh, it wasn't a subaru no it was a toyota <laughs> ones that looked like a jeep the fjs Carole? oh the, the old fjs like a 70 f- i ended up ripping the oil line out of it he was pissed but <laughs> Later on in life, most high school. But I remember driving up there in that and, and having all the uh, the suits out there with the gold shovels and oh, doing the doing the uh, breaking ground. I remember that day. So, um, no, the Max Center, um, you know, was going to be a bigger facility, um, kind of its sister facility or its twin at the same time, built at the same time. There's a lot of rinks built in 84, actually. Um was the sport the, the Central Peninsula Sports Center, which got more bang for their buck. They've got well, they had they had like uh, the meeting rooms, and they had a uh, uh, much larger facility, much larger uh, capacity, both Olympic-sized rinks. Um, uh, they had the, the, the racquetball courts. They just had a bigger, bigger product, and and I think what 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 I was told is that by the time um our community got done bickering over what was going to be included whether it was basketball courts tennis courts or whatever <laughs> it's no court <laughs> it it, it kind of the money shrunk or something i can't remember but it, we didn't get what we were kind of hoping to get or promised to get but we got what we got and um we, they had good management team in place i mean um john rada was was key in in uh and keeping that facility the way it is. And I took over for, he was there for 13 years. I took over in 97 and, and I want to say I've kept up that same level of, of cleanliness and, and uh, attention to detail and just overall maintenance of the facility. And, and that's that, the, the real difference between us and any municipal rink in town or private rink for that matter is that we are locally not owned. We're locally managed. O- operated. Yeah. So, it's people that care. I yeah. mean, um, and there's a board of directors, correct? Correct. Yeah. It's not like some board, board of directors of of, of uh, well, yeah, all local people. Yeah. And someone been on the board for since its inception, and uh, so uh, I work 
for Fire Lake Arena Management, and Fire Lake Arena Management was formed solely to run the rink in 1984. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the difference. Uh, uh, yeah, pride of ownership is the difference. Pride of ownership. People you care. Got, yeah, I mean, go, go to Dempsey Anderson Ice Rink, and I'll say this about that Dempsey Anderson Ice Rink. It's a municipal rink. And uh, it's named after Dempsey Anderson, who was, if those of you don't know, hell of a human being, uh, one of the best I've ever met. And to have his namesake building be treated like a piece of shit, uh, I would rather they take his name off and, and name it after someone you don't like, maybe, and then just treat it like a fucking piece of shit. I'm sorry, but I, I'm, I'm passionate. I, I, I've seriously... If that ever happened to my dad's rink the day, the day I leave, whenever that is, and it turns into that, I'll be the first one at the like, take his name off or clean it up. And, yeah. and and that's at the point we're at that point now with Dempsey. It's so bad. Um, it it's <laughs> the price we're getting for ice three hundred fifty. They're charging three hundred fifty bucks an hour. You should get clean locker rooms and like you said, not the same bag over the urinal that's been there <laughs> or the. Or you go in for a tournament and it just it's just it's just, it's, a, it's, a, it's disgusting. When your youth team goes in for a morning game, the empty beer cans from men league, men's league the night before should be out right. with a fresh bag, and it shouldn't smell like Coors Light when you go to the locker room. Um, the ice surface is better, but the only reason it's better is because they threw all that money at it to put a whole new refrigeration, boards, glass right. system up. That's why it's better. Yeah. It before that it was all the wood top cap the 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 holes on your way on onto the ice and that nobody there knows how to run the compressors correctly you get there you can look down the ice you can see every every loop in the entire rink and when you cut on the ice it's not snow it's chips ice coming off yeah so yeah and i agree and i'd be the first one with you there with a ladder truck or whatever to take your dad's name off the building because it's uh and it's not just the people that work there like kenny holmberg goes there he's prideful of the max center steve glines is prideful of max center I, I, it's my favorite rink. Yeah. Well, I, speaking of, of staff, like, uh, you know, like Jasper Garrett, he's the big guy that's been there. He's been there longer than anyone now. He's been, he was been there, there for 20, 25 years. He started there when he was 16. And believe me, the, he's a smart guy. He could be doing something else, making a lot more money. Um, and, and, and we should have Jasper on the podcast. He'd be, be great. Fun. But, um, he, he has pride of ownership, you yep. know, and he cares. And uh, Travis Martin's been working for me there for I don't know, 12 years, 13 years going. I mean, and again, he, he, he buys in and uh, and that's the difference. I mean, having the local people who really care um, goes a long way, goes a long way in keeping place nice. And I tell you what, I mean, um, the other trick <laughs> the trade is to just to educate um like MHA teams. I don't have too much problem with MHA teams trashing my locker rooms. Um, not to pick on one, but South Anchorage comes in there and they, it's like this. Well, this ain't Subway, dude. This ain't Dempsey. You can and, and see they're, they're back to the Dempsey thing. This is what pisses me off. You have Dempsey Anderson, who I hold way, 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 way up here. And those kids have no and clue what it is. When this, you say this Dempsey, Dempsey Anderson, yeah. you say Dempsey Anderson, it's a negative. It's that, that rings a piece of shit. Yeah. That bothers me more than probably anything. Yeah. That thing. It's like, Give this guy, I can't begin to talk about it, get emotional, but Dempsey was the, the freaking best. He yeah. was the best, most positive coach I ever had. And I tell you what, and what I haven't told anyone this, but when I every time I played college hockey, every time I played uh, juniors, from, from juniors on in, and he died in 89, I was not able to come back for his uh, funeral, which is I'm really pissed about. But 
um, that national anthem would play, and I would look at that flag, and I would I would see uh, Dempsey's face every time, and it just calmed me down and got me in a place where I could play. And and uh, no, huge huge thing, and to have his rink be treated like that, you know, shame on the municipality. Like uh, I don't know what the SMG or whatever they are at now. It's yeah. it's it's uh, it's a joke, and uh, <laughs> they um, and they're doing the same thing in Fairbanks. In fact, Fairbanks is uh, if you've been watching this, speaking of facilities, the University of Fairbanks um, is is firing back at SMG up there running the Carlson Center because they're, we have Bowling Green coming up there. Some I think it was Bowling Green. Off the ice, guys. Ice is not safe for practice. Dude. I'm sorry. This is not youth hockey. This is Division One college hockey. This is the big leagues. And we're ha- – no, unacceptable. I mean, just the, the level there of service is just horrible. Um so yeah, it's got to got to change. And interestingly enough, Max Center contract is up uh, December thirty first of twenty twenty, as is everything in town. So rumor has it there's a group trying to maybe um, take over. It's not me. It's not me. But but rumor uh, mill. People are pissed. Yeah. Well, well I don't blame them. And they, they, and they should be. And they, you know what they should be. And and I I can't believe it hasn't. Uh, come to um someone hasn't come to the assembly and just started um because it, it, it's embarrassing well bulky's just as bad if not worse than dempsey bulky's mm-hmm. bad and and that's gone up and down a little bit i think um and uh, yeah it's just uh, and and the other th- nice thing about the max center i will say it is a community rink absolutely it's mustang hockey's rink. Absolutely. it's chugiak's rink it's eager river high school's yep. rink it's it's not like what in town, who's who's who, which association has I go, to, I, which go to, I go to Subway, Subway and yeah. I've got uh, South on one rink and Service on the other. Right. Yeah. Both equally gay, but. <laughs> <laughs> we grandfathered in, by the way. We can say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, we're old enough. But, you know, it's it's true. It, it's uh, That's that's one other special thing about the Mac Center. It is, well, it's like Palmer. That's Palmer's rink. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Brett. They got Brett and Menard, but like the Brett is Wasilla's rink. I like the Brett and the little little. The Menard's like a really nice facility that added a hockey rink. Yeah, like it was never established. Me and you've talked about this. You yeah. you, you talk about it like it, it's not set up for viewing or playing ice hockey. It's a really nice facility, community facility, that added a hockey rink. It's set up for like trade shows or something. Yeah, yeah. Like I went the, to a the carnival there too, once when my kids were away. two or something. Yeah. It uh, and then like the turf on the other side, that's great. And the little center sections, awesome. And the little front room where you got the hockey shop or the coffee shop, that's all great. But the sheet of ice is, I mean, it's okay to play on. But I couldn't like watching hockey. There's not any. No, the only thing, oh, the best thing about the Menard, I'd say, is the uh, locker rooms are nice and big. They are they're nice, right behind. They're right behind. Great that, showers, that's nice. boom, boom, right great and, showers, and away from showers. Showers. Yeah. Away from great showers. Yes, oh, of course. Yes. Uh, circling back to the Brett uh, and. Guys from Eagle River kind of buying into that cleanliness and taking pride in the where you're from. Uh, it doesn't stop at the Max Center, if Correct. you've ever noticed. Um, I was refing a men's league game out there. This was a month or two ago. And uh, John, one of the guys that works at the Brett, uh, come into the locker room and he, go, he recognized me from, you know, when we used to play beer league out there in the VAHL. And uh, he goes, oh, yeah, you guys, that Eagle River team, the Beaver something's. Yeah, man, I loved when you guys used to come out here because you know what? I never had to go in there and I never had to pick up a ball of tape. You know, <laughs> and, and that, all the beer was in the trash can. You know, and that a lot of that Kenny starts with like Paul Bronis. Yeah, 
Rod Wild. Like, you don't leave the locker room, and you you leave yeah. it better than than you take it mm-hmm. every time. A lot of times, it starts with you show up to a locker room, you clean it, right, and then you put all your shit out and you get ready to play a hockey yeah. game. And when you leave, like you said, how hard is it to take a beer can and put it in a fucking garbage can? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not hard. Not hard. Not hard. Not hard. Mm-mm. It's like uh, yeah, I've cleaned enough uh, locker rooms in my day, so. Uh, actually, I started I started my career in the uh, rink industry at Bokey back in uh, 1985. I was 16 years old, and that's when they took the uh, asbestos out of Bartlett High School. And we got a six-month summer. I'm like, sweet. Breathe deep. So my dad's like, hey, man, go down and get a job at the rink. I'm like, sweet. Drive the Zamboni. So at 16, and I wouldn't trust a 16-year-old to wipe his own ass properly at this point, but... At that 16 years old. Can we I'll, get Gavin on the phone? Exactly. Um, <laughs> no, don't do that. Uh, he might be a good guest. He'd be a great guest, actually. Oh, yeah. But um, I shut down. Like I, w- I was a PM guy. I'd shut down both those rings, sometimes by myself at 16. 16 years. And if I, it, I, pff, I hire 24-year-old guys that right now. It's like, dude, come on, man. You, they can't figure it out. So, um, And again, that's, maybe that's a generation gap. Your there. entire staff there would probably be a good interview. I mean, we shot them all on at once. It'd be great. George, I mean, George Malenko's. That's a that's a that's a deep seated Eagle yeah. River name. Yeah. I mean, it really is big time. North Slope. Glines is laughing about seated. <laughs> that's slop. We were talking about that actually the week ago. Was getting, uh, or that would be a good subject on the podcast. Was all the former employees of the Mac Center. Ron Casey. I've, I've got the uh, Joe Quinn. <laughs> Ron, Ron and uh, Jasper would have made a hell of a tag team back in oh, the day. Jesus. Like WWF. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> so uh, with Jasper, again, do you want to talk hockey history? Jasper's grandpa um, got inducted in the Asha Hall of Fame last year. Um, so he's he's gone back in his... Who, who's his, his grandpa? Uh, Boyd. Um, I'm farting on the name. Sorry, Jasper. It'll kind of uh, our Bon Bon Whitmore is, is and he he was the guy he was the guy again back in the '60s that uh, principal at one of the uh, Golden View maybe or somewhere he was principal and he was adamant about having these teams at the at the elementary school level having elementary school teams sure and, uh, and Minnesota style and 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 just pushing hockey like he he, he was a big hockey fan and uh, my dad rented a cabin when they first moved up here from from Bon. Um, which was Abbott, Diamond Abbott, which at that time was middle of nowhere. Um, he rented the cabin in Diamond from, and from Abbott. Jasper, from Jasper's grandpa. But like in Diamond. Diamond, a- yeah. Abbott. And that was out in the woods. I mean, I got pictures of my mom and dad in their fur park. I was like, hey, we're going to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're the, uh, for, you're... for context, I have a shop on Lake right. Otis and Abbott, and it's a very busy intersection. Yeah. There's a Fred Meyer there. That's where I got one of my tattoos right there. John Butler. <laughs> um, in your in your tanning spot. But um so you know, Jasper's keep got that, huge, huge hockey history. So um, So is the Whitmore any relation to the other the the tall Whitmore? Yeah, they're Reed Whitmore. Um, no, the one that has a kid in Mustang hockey now. Formerly Pen- Yeah. Okay, so they're That's his cousin. Okay. All right. Formerly, uh, he played at East, but he was Penny, Ian, right? Ian Penny. Ian Penny. Ian Whitmore. Ian yeah. Whitmore. Okay. So, um, and and they're, so, uh, Jasper's uh, dad, uncles, um, all played like for the Alaska Drillers back in like '73, and that was their first. What a great name, Alaska Drillers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Beer league name or what? Totally. Yeah. Um, multiple score gas. Yeah. 
that was a, um, a, a one of the first high school all-star teams to to leave here and go play and like guys like dick thompson my dad was coaching um like mike ashley was on that team oh, okay. and crab's oh, wow. dad was on that team that's crazy and i will bring remind me i'll bring i've got programs and stuff from that and i can we go through the rosters and stuff but and whatever i mean i know we're probably going long here but whatever happened to the programs that was one thing today we were talking about possibly bringing stuff one thing that i found was like a huge stash of programs even if there was no pictures, it had rosters. It had the history of uh, uh, Alaska high school hockey. There's one that has uh, tribute to your old man. There's one that has uh, bio on Dempsey Anderson. But you don't get programs anymore. Hardly ever do you get a program anymore. And uh, I, I really like the programs. <laughs> I, I saved all my programs. I have a bunch of programs. Programs. I've, bring I've your seen. programs. I'll bring my programs. Hey, we'll have a program party. We'll have a program party. Program party for the podcast. Pronto. We need uh, we need to get uh, staff in here to take care of this. We need uh, yeah, Travis. We got a chair over here. We need to be greased. <laughs> Travis, Martin, Martis, Travis Martin. Travis Martin, if you're out there, Travis come Martin on up. Uh, he's good at greasing studio. Stuff. <laughs> he's a greasy, greasy yeah, one. He's real greasy. Uh, that's all I have, and it kind of gives you a uh, snapshot of uh, kind of where we're coming from in the river. So it was kind of the start of, of everything. So I think, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you next time.